Good morning. What a privilege it is to be with you here today. Some of you know me, some of you don't. I'm Pastor Kathy. That's how people usually call me. And I love Jesus. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Oh, all right. That's a good thing. Thank you for having me here today. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. Before we uh, go to the Word, I was just thinking about this last song. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is peace and there is love. There is comfort in life's darkest hours. There is light. There is life in the Spirit. There is help and there is power. And there is power in the Spirit of the Lord. We stand as weak people in our own flesh and blood. But there is power in the Spirit of the Lord. He is ours. And we have a victory that's not always seen in this world. But in the spiritual world, it's real and true. And we do experience it here and there that light and that comfort and that power. And so uh, before we um, have our sermon, we're going to go to the most powerful place I know of in the world. And that's to the gospel. It's Matthew chapter 17, 14 through 21. Look for it in your bulletin. There's power in this word and every word from the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and suffers severely. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately, and they said, Why couldn't we cast him out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and by fasting. This again is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to hear your word, I pray that your grace would be upon us all, that hearing we would understand and we would believe. And we ask your blessing, and I ask your blessing, O Lord, in bringing this word forward for everybody here. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I've been thinking about the good old days. Anybody 
Remember back in 1977, some folks would, some folks don't. Well, hey, I'm, it just was like yesterday to me. That's good. Seemed like just yesterday to me. But that was 40 years ago. Some of us are sitting here going, 40 years? What are you talking about? 40 years. But anyway, during that time, they had a lot of good music. Of course, we got good music all the time. But there was a lot of popular songs out, of course. One song was done by a singer named Jackson Brown. Anybody remember Jackson Brown? And he had this song, Running On Empty. It went right to the top. Remember, he would sing, running on empty, running blind, running into the sun, but I'm running behind. And some of the words went like this. He said, looking out at the road, rushing under my wheels, I don't know how to tell you all just how crazy this life feels. I look around for the friends I used to turn to to pull me through. Looking into their eyes, I see them running too, running on empty. You know, I don't even know what I'm hoping to find. I'm just running on empty and running behind. Remember that song? Very popular. Are you running on empty? Is your tank so low that you're traveling on fumes today? Have you been running so hard for so long you feel like giving out and giving up? A lot of folks feel this way. We've all had our days. But you know, as Christians, we do not have to feel that way. We don't have to. Hmm. Well, there was another song the same year, 1977. Good year for songs. And it was uh, called East Mound and Down. Now, that was a Jerry Reed song. Oh, some people remember that one because they haven't forgotten the movie Smokey and the Bandit. Filled right, filmed right here in Georgia on our interstates. And, of course, Smokey and the Bandit, they were out running the law. They were hauling illegal liquor for a, because they had a, uh, somebody had dared them to do it, so it's just for the fun of it. Now, I don't agree with the morals of the movie, okay? Just clarifying here. But I really like some of the lyrics as they would sing, Eastbound and down. Now, you know, that's trucker language. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. We're going to do what they say can't be done. Now, I thought two interesting songs for that same year. Well, I don't want to be about like Jackson Brown running on empty. I want to be more like this other song. I want to do what they say can't be done. And guess what? Jesus said... We can do what they say can't be done, okay? And he said it right here in some of the scriptures we read this morning, because what did he say? He said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say unto this mountain, be removed, and it will be done. In other words, if you have faith, you can do what they say can't be done. The they-sayers, you know the they-sayers? Yeah, but you got to know, you got to have faith. Do you have faith? Do you have faith? Most of my life when I heard Jesus say this word in these verses here, 
I would think about the smallness of that seed, very tiny, tiny seed. <laughs> and I, don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. Just leave it right there. Thank you. And I would, uh, I'd be so relieved that I only needed this tiny little seed amount. Because <laughs> I didn't even have hardly enough faith to believe I had some faith. I was thinking, oh, it's a good thing it's a small little bit because that's all I can pull together. But uh, as I got older and thought about it some more, I realized that it's not the smallness of our faith. It's whether or not we have any. You know, just a smidgen will do. We used to have that old cartoon, a little dab will do you. That old ad, a little dab will do you. Not a tankful, but a drop. And it's because having faith, that's about having the strength and genuineness and the substance of faith that sees us through. And faith is a powerful, powerful thing. That's why you don't have to have a lot of it. But when you've got it, you've got some power. You've got something to work with. You can make things happen. You don't have to sit back and say, well, I wish it was different. Because it is. Because you know Christ, you have faith in Jesus Christ, you go to him, you're not asking for selfish stuff that you have no business asking for, you're asking for good things, for right things, for appropriate things, and he'll bless that, and he'll help you find a way where there is no way. So a couple things I want us to realize about faith, okay? One is that faith is actually a gift to us from God. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote a lot about the spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And one of those gifts he names is the gift of faithfulness. That's the gift of faith. And so that's a gift from God. And so just as every Christian has the Holy Spirit, we all have the fruits of those spirits and of that spirit. And that is the fruit of faith. And that's important because... If we want to grow strong in the faith, we have to be in tune with the Spirit. If we're just in tune with our world or our carnal self, we're not going to find it there. The body and the mind doesn't necessarily empower faith. But when we're in tune with the Spirit and all the fruits of the Spirit, then we are in tune to that faith that we have and are able to use it. Now, keep in mind... I've seen Christians do some very good things. And I've seen them try to do good things and get exhausted. And uh, Dr. Joan Gray wrote a book called The Sailboat Church. Any of y'all read The Sailboat Church, maybe? Great book. I'm going to make it real short. She talks a lot. She gives an illustration of like being in a boat and being in a rowboat. Have you ever paddled a rowboat? How far was it across the lake? It looked further as you went, right? Oh, got to stop and rest. Sometimes we're doing the right thing, going in the right direction. We try to do it in that rowboat power because we thought it was a good idea. We didn't stop, stop and really check in well with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit. But then she'll talk about how moving in the Spirit is like being in the sailboat. Ooh, I love sailboats. That sail goes up, the wind's up, shoom, off you go. You're there in no time. Ooh, what a no sweat on the brow, nothing. Just great. 
And she says, you know, we've got to be in touch with that spirit of power. We've got to have that faith power in there. We've got to seek where the Lord wants to go, where the wind is blowing. Then we'll catch the spirit. Then we'll get something and get somewhere. And we won't feel defeated or aggravated or frustrated or out of gas or running on empty because we have access to that gift of faith and its power, and we have it every day. It's there. Now you can flip. Paul goes on and says, second thing, he says that faith, this is from Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we're going to have faith, we're going to get powered up by the faith, we want to listen to God's spirit, where are we going to hear it? Because it comes by hearing that word of God. You know, we're not going to likely grow in our faith by reading the newspaper. Have you noticed that? You know, have you turned on Fox or MSNBC and listened to a lot of that? Did you feel any more faith after that? You probably went, ah, ah, ah. Oh. <laughs> it's not there. We're not going to gain faith by belonging to a certain political party. I don't care which one you pick, anywhere on this planet, because it's not there. Anybody thinks any political party is going to save them is in trouble. They're rowing a boat. And we're probably not likely to gain much faith by listening to Jay-Z or Eminem on the radio. Because that's not what they're about. We'll quickly be on empty if these are our resources. We'll be running behind and we'll be running blind. To gain faith, we have to hear and we hear through the word of God. And that's where that power is. That's where that life is. Now, we can hear through God's word by listening to sermons. We can go to those exciting things called Bible studies. You heard of Bible study? I got a new one coming up. I know Edwin wants you to fill this out. Put it in the plate. Only 12 people can get faith through this one. So get it in there soon. Don't get left out. Those are good things. And by reading the Bible personally, okay? Sermons, Bible study, reading the Bible personally, prayer. And uh, hearing God's Word doesn't mean we just sit here and listen. I mean, that's good. That's a good start. But we have to meditate on it. We have to really study it. We have to try to learn it and understand it. You've got to understand that you haven't learned it if you haven't understood it yet. Mark Twain, he used to have this saying, I love it. He says, it's not the parts of the Bible I don't understand that bother me. It's the ones I do. <laughs> I've always thought that was good. But anyway. <laughs> Think back now, when you were a child and you went to elementary school. You probably had to study your addition and subtraction tables, your multiplication tables, your division tables. You had to memorize them, didn't you? They wanted you to memorize 2 plus 2 is 4, and 12 divided by 4 is 3. Is that right? Good. Pat says it's right, so I'm good. All right. That's got to be good at that memory work. And if you're good at that, you'll become very quick and accurate in math 
in algebra, calculus. But if a child misses that, then they're going to be haunted by that in the rest of their lives. You know, if you miss the basics, you don't have all the things in place you need to go further and go higher. It's like Swiss cheese, there's holes there. Like a wall that's missing a few bricks, it's not going to be sturdy. There's a problem. You have to have a strong foundation to build on and go further. And that's why we really need to meditate on these scriptures and learn them. So we'll draw on them for faith. And we can instantly bring to our minds God's promises when we need them. We won't be caught struggling to find what we need. And we won't have our faith running on empty. Now, most people underestimate how important this is. And I think that's because a lot of Americans really want things instantly. And I'm like that, too. I mean, I'm like everybody else. Now, we'd like to have the house clean, but we'd sure like a maid to do it. <laughs> right? We want to have the grass, the yard look all manicured and all fancy. And we sure want the yard man to push that mower, right? Like to eat that fried chicken? And we're going to go through the drive-thru at the Colonel's or into the Kroger's or Publix. Right? We're not standing over there cooking that for getting all hot and burnt by grease and stuff. We want a new shirt. We want a new dress. It used to be people would spend a long time making those things. No, no, no. We're going to get ours from the store. <laughs> we even going to plug into the Internet and have it delivered to the door. <laughs> right? Instant. Let's do it. I mean, why can't we just come in here to church and sit down and, boo, faith. We've got faith. We're going home with some faith today. Right? Because we went to church. Talked with our friends. Sang some pretty songs. And we're just going to just plug it in the power base, right? No, it doesn't work that way. Sorry. <laughs> I have noticed that, you know, if I was going to develop my physical muscles, I can't seem to do it by sitting on the sofa. Been trying for a long time. Doesn't work. Have to eat the right foods, right? Got to eat the right foods. Got to exercise. So if we're going to have faith... If we're going to use that faith, we're going to live and walk in the power of that faith, we have to eat the right foods, the Word of God, and we have to exercise it. We have to digest that Word of God, and we've got to put that faith into action. Got to move it forward, not just sit on the sofa with it. And once we have obtained that in our heart of hearts, once we have learned it, life is so much easier because our tanks are filled up and we can cruise on down the road. And that's a real different thing to be said. And we will be enabled to do what they said can't be done. And that's true. That is true, my friends. We're going to do what they say can't be done in the grace of Jesus Christ. Now, third thing, we need to speak our faith. We need to confess it. What did that say? Faith comes. No, that's fine. Faith comes through hearing and through the word of Christ, through hearing that word of Christ. Okay? Faith comes 
in that proclamation that doesn't help very much if we speak words of doubt. It helps if we proclaim our words of faith. Now, Jordan. Now, if you ever watched public broadcasting TV, you may have seen Dr. Amen on TV. And he talks about uh, people having ants. So I brought you a picture of an ant. And uh, ants is his word for automatic negative thoughts. These are thoughts that just seem to pop out of nowhere into our minds, and they are never helpful. You might be familiar with some of these thoughts. If you watch the news, you might say, well, I'm just so afraid of the economy. I just know my business will fail. Your business might be going okay, but boy, there comes that ant. I just know it's going to fail. Or maybe we think, you know, I think I'll try something new. No, it never works out for you. No purpose in trying that. That's an automatic negative thought, isn't it? Not true. May have no reality to it at all. Pop, there it goes, running around our brains. You know, you might be looking for work. Oh, I'll never find a job. Not going to happen to me. Automatic. Well, instead of just hearing those thoughts and accepting them and meditating on them, and acting on them or failing to act at all, we can choose to have faith and replace those thoughts with the Word of God thoughts. So, for example, if I say, well, I just know my business will fail, you say, oh, no, 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 no. I read in Psalms 27, God says that I will live to see good in the land of the living. Here comes that thought again. No, I'm going to live to see good in the land of the living because that is faith words, and that faith word comes from hearing that word of God. Hear that? Here comes again. Nothing ever works out good for me. Whoa, wait a minute. Matthew chapter 6, 33. I will seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto me. There's a scripture word for it. Good things are coming your way. The things you need will be added to you. I never find that job. Oh, but Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How about Romans 8, if God be for me, who can be against me? Those are faith words. Those are power words. Those are real words. And we learn to build our faith as we hear this word and incorporate it into our lives. And we need to speak it to ourselves. I'm told that most of what we remember, we remember when we tell it to ourselves. Isn't that something? If we say it, we tend to remember it. Somebody else says it. Did you remember what I just said? But you know, that's really talking about having a, a lifestyle change. Sometimes that's not automatic. We need a lifestyle change. And that sometimes takes a little bit of time, and we learn it, and we work into it. Now, for example, when I was a child, I had an Aunt Margaret. We'd go visit Aunt Margaret. I have no idea why, but Aunt Margaret only had skim milk to drink. Oh, I heard some yucks coming out of there. Somebody went, yuck. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Curse on that stuff, you know. Don't want that. Ugh. Anyway, I just thought that was the awful stuff. How could anybody drink that? 
Well, I got older, and I thought I wanted to have a healthier lifestyle, and I should give up all that whole milk because <clears throat> it is full of fat and sugar, you know. And so I thought, well, I need to switch from one to the other. And I thought, boy, if anything looked like a mountain to me, that looked like one. So instead, what I did, I went from whole milk to 2%. Took a while to get used to that. But after a while, I did. Then I went from 2% to 1%. Took a while, but I did. I got where that was okay. Then I got and took skim milk. And that was okay. Wasn't so bad after a while. Took a while. Wasn't instant. It's a lifestyle change, but it was real change. And you know, it's similar with faith. We have to make this as a lifestyle change, and that's important. And when we start to do that and start trusting in God's Word and looking and holding on and putting it into action, I like to call living into it, we're going to have joy. Joy will come. You know, if you see a cloud coming on the horizon, but you know it's just a little cloud, it's, it's small, it's no big deal, it's going to vanish before it gets to you, you're not worried about it. And you can have, we can look at things that we might see, and we can apply God's Word and know that's just a cloud way back. It's never going to get here. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Now, I'm not going to say that everything goes wonderful or super all the time. There are challenges and struggles that are real. But let's face them with our tanks full and not empty. And we'll get through. Sometimes we'll get through with our brothers and sisters in Christ helping us through. And as we live into this as a lifestyle, it will draw us much closer to God and will bring us a lot more inner peace. It gives us a hope and it gives us a vision for tomorrow. And it shows us God's great love for us so that we can live lives as fully as possible not being defeated, not running on empty, but running on faith. So we can do the things that they say can't be done, and we can do them for the kingdom of God. Do them for the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Dearest Lord, help us to receive fully your gift of faith. Help us to be drawn to your word in such a way that we take hold of it and run with it, that we live with it, empowering our lives, that we can trust in you, knowing that you change darkness to light. You bring us peace, you bring us love, you bring us joy, you bring us help, and you bring us comfort. In Jesus' name, amen.